0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I would invite you to take hold of the hymnal in front of you, should you choose to, and to take a look at two things with me there. The first actually comes from the small catechism. It is on page 327 in the book there. At the bottom of page 327 in the hymnals, we have the section of the small catechism that describes daily prayer. It starts off with a morning prayer and an evening prayer, but then it continues with two more, A, 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 a blessing, asking a blessing before a meal, and then on the following page, 328, returning thanks after the meal. Luther invites us to be thankful before we eat and after we eat, three times a day. He invites us to consider not just that the particular gifts on our plate at that particular moment are good gifts from the Lord, but truly that everything that we have falls under that canopy. That the things that we, in this particular occasion, are planning to put into our bodies for its fuel and for God's service, are representative of all of the other things. In fact, the, the overwhelming abundance of God's generous and good gifts for us. And to do it on the one hand, in preparation for receiving that meal, and at the same time also anticipating That we would do it again having satisfied our hunger for the day or for the moment. Asking a blessing as well as returning thanks before, during, and after goes along with Paul's encouragement to pray without ceasing. In fact, if you look at that prayer closely, not only is there a particular text there given, but there's encouragement also to make use of the Lord's Prayer, as well as a few others as well. In fact, if you follow all of those particular pieces of guidance when it comes to morning and then meal times and then evening, you'd actually end up praying the Lord's Prayer eight times during the day. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. These reminders of the Lord's blessing, and in fact asking that God himself would direct and guide our own responses to the world around us, both in terms of receiving things, recognizing that they come alone from God's (laughs) generous hand, and also that the people that we are interacting with are also the objects of our forgiveness and love and mercy, that all of these things are part of the same discipleship, that part of following the same Lord. Thankfulness goes along with the regular routine, then, of being a part of the kingdom of God, because thankfulness recognizes that all these good gifts around us truly do come from our Father in heaven above. But not just for the sake of the body, but also for the sake of the soul. This same pattern is brought to us in our order of service as well, in the liturgy. If in that same book, you were to take a look back to page 201, you'll find there the thanksgiving prayer that is provided for us after receiving Holy Communion. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the Savior, through that very gift, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. That we would, because of receiving your Son's body and blood, that we would trust you even more having received a promise and having seen that promise fulfilled, that that engagement with your word would help us to trust you even more. And that that same forgiveness that we have received from our Lord Jesus himself would multiply and magnify through us in love to our neighbor. That thankfulness would not just stop with us, but that it would flow through us, magnified both in faith to God and in love for our neighbor. This is what it means to follow Christ. This is what it means to follow in his footsteps. But that's after the meal. You might anticipate that there is a thanks prayer for the meal even before we receive it, And it's there in your bulletin. It's on page 12 in your bulletin. It's in that dangerous middle page that might go flopping around today. But we're thankful that in all the other days there's staples there for that page. But on page 12, that prayer of thanksgiving is there for you. It's different, different times of the church year. So in the hymnal... Just the first words and the last words are provided in the hymnal. But there it is in full for you today. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is meet, that is, it is proper, it is appropriate for us to do so. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, along with the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy. We pray a prayer of thanksgiving for the meal before we eat it and we pray a Thanksgiving prayer after we eat it, asking on the one hand that God would fulfill His promises and in recognition that God has and that He does and that He has every intention that this seed that has now been planted in our hearts and minds through our mouths will bear fruit. That it will strengthen, increase, multiply our faith, that we are further and further in the hands of our beloved Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, knowingly and intentionally, and also that that love from Christ is being put into practice in love for the sake of our neighbor as well. This thankfulness sets its own pattern then for the thankfulness that we share throughout the days, Monday through Saturday. This thankfulness of recognizing that the good gifts from God that surround us all over are for that very purpose again. On the one hand, coming from our Lord and recognized as such, and also for the sake of love and service and generosity to those who are around us as well. In the words of the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily <coughs> prayer. Luther gives a a very long list of all the things that are part of daily bread, even including good weather and a good solid rule of law and economy and good government and pious neighbors and good friends and pious children and all the other things that God surrounds us with that make life joyful, full, abundant, and free from care, free from concern, free from worries. In thankfulness to God for all of those good gifts, we appreciate that God's generous hand continues to look after us. And that when there is any lack, we would know exactly who it is that we should go to. And it's not just about running off to Walmart, or even perhaps the new Aldi that's coming in in March or April or May or whenever they open their doors but that we would recognize that all of those things too have been brought to us by a loving Father who does care for us and keep us as the apple of his eye in his encouragement to be his servants, to follow him, and to give him honor and glory in all things. We pray in the Lord's Prayer about daily bread not because we think the Lord is going to forget to provide it for us, But because we so often forget to give him honor and glory and praise for those things. So that we would readily recognize who it is that has been generous to us. Likewise, with the gift of the Lord's body and blood. That all the things necessary for our eternal salvation have been established and won and covenanted with us by our Lord himself. And that there is nothing remaining nothing outstanding needing doing but that we might eat and drink from him and receive the benefits the fruits of his cross so that our sins are forgiven and that the encouragement of the holy spirit is with us always the lord jesus christ who promised to be with us to the end of the age fulfills his promise not just to be alongside but to be in and through all that we are and all that we do. It is a reason to be thankful. Now, how might we also establish our thankfulness in some concrete ways? Well, this is a time in our church's life together at the end of the year when we do think about stewardship questions. We had a budget meeting last Sunday. We'll have another budget meeting the first Sunday of December. There's some weeks in between time in which you can make a difference. And I'm not specifically talking about giving more these next weeks. I'm not talking specifically about that, although that's always welcome. But I am thinking about the one piece of information that would help us next year. And that is, what do you think you plan to do in terms of your own giving next year? Now back in September or early October, you received a request from the Stewardship Board in your mailboxes to give some accounting of what you thought you might be able to give next year. For the last seven or so years that I've been here, standard operating procedure has been that there's always kind of just been enough around to make sure that all of the needs that were requested were able to be said yes to this is the first year in my ministry among you here that that is a little bit tenuously the case and those concerns came out this last sunday at the voters meeting. that we're not sure going into next year that we can say yes to all of the requests that we receive received for ministry for next year. One of the ways that we can shore up our yes to that when we come together again in December is to receive back from all of you your promises and pledges of what you believe you're going to be able to produce as far as givings for next year. And as you might notice in your own life, Everything is getting more expensive these days. It seems that way every year, doesn't it? But when things are kind of standard operating procedure, and things are just kind of going along, it doesn't necessarily come to mind to think about the things that happen here at church as well. turns out that insurance and utilities and all the rest of the things that go along with church as well as my being here as well as other things that we have around us the things that God provides for us all of those things also get more expensive as time goes on and so as we look at the prospects of ministry moving forward the the things on our calendar the things that we want to accomplish the work of evangelism as well as the work of discipleship as well as the work of making sure that building and electricity and heat and air conditioning all happen as we expect them to, so that there aren't any lacks that we notice. That we would hope that you would also consider that perhaps this coming year, there might be an opportunity to increase that giving, to imagine that there is going to be a chance for being more generous. And that's why I ask you to think about it prayerfully over the course of the next weeks. I've thought about it myself. I need to do that with Heidi as well. And we're thinking about that. I'm gonna be sharing my plans with the Stewardship Board after church today, because we've gotta all work at this together. In the course of 2023 and 2022, we've done about as well as we've done before in previous years. Problem is, as prices go up and as things go on that doing about as well as we've done has gotten us to the edge where we're kind of concerned about what it will look like next year and so we simply ask that you would consider that in the course of our own receiving of god's good and gracious gifts nobody would ever ask to have you give something you don't have because the lord only ever asks for a first fruits or a first gift from the, from the beginning. He doesn't ask for 100%. He doesn't ask for all. He knows you have responsibilities to do at all. But to think seriously about them and to imagine yourself in how you can recognize the good gifts that God has given and to have those manifested also in the portion that you return to Him for His service. When we take our offerings, when we give of time here at church, when we give and volunteer time out in the community, we're all doing God's work as we bear witness to his name and to his presence in our lives for the sake of our neighbors. When we can never outgive what he has given to us. In all that we do, we are recognizing that 100% of everything belongs to God. He has set each one of us as kings and queens in our own households to make those decisions as well, as far as how we will recognize the fact that everything comes from our Father above, and that some is also being dedicated for His use here in Pulaski County for the sake of the ministry of the gospel in this place. And so, in looking forward to our course in the next few weeks. We pray that you'll have opportunity to share with the Stewardship Board and with uh, our Financial Secretary those results of your prayers and your considerations on that as well. We have every intention of making sure that the lights are on and that the temperature is comfortable and that the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that scriptures and catechisms are available for all, and that the word of the Lord is proclaimed in this place until our Lord Jesus returns. I think that is our collective effort and our collective hope. We would have a place that each one of us can call not only God's house, but the house that he has also provided for us (coughs) to share in this gathering and in the gatherings we celebrate downstairs where each one of us can look each other in the eye and rejoice, that we share in common faith, that we share in common vows together, we share in common commitments as we work towards the good that God has laid in front of us. I pray that also that in Jesus' name he would grant wisdom for discernment for what is good among us, that all of those things also be celebrated throughout 2024 as we look forward to ministry together. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God that passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in faith towards Christ Jesus. Amen.